This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Nuts.com, the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and other tasty treats delivered straight to your door. Get four free samples when you go to Nuts.com, click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner, and use code NOMEAT, one word. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of No Meat Athlete Radio. I'm Matt Frazier with Doug Hay. And today, Doug, we're not being controversial. We are uh, we are responding to the backlash against our uh, <laughs> things we wish vegans would stop doing episode. You know, I don't think we really received much backlash, but I, I think we, we, we did receive a lot of feedback, I would say. Did we? I didn't even see any feedback. I, I was oh. totally kidding because I saw no backlash or feedback, uh, and we talked as if there might be. It was almost entirely about the chicken coop comment that I made. Oh, I didn't see that. On Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, on there are some comments on the blog, um, Facebook. There were a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, almost entirely about the chicken coop and stuff. And what did, what did people say? People said, I can't believe you. I'll never listen to you again. Did they? No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, they were, they, were, they were very supportive, actually. They... Uh, Thought that I did the right thing, or didn't see anything wrong with what I had done, and um, and thought that it was it was good. So I really appreciated hearing from all everyone who commented on that. And interesting, uh, and yeah, yeah, it was good. So if you're wondering what we're talking about because you didn't hear that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, it was our episode. I think it was called "Things We Wish Vegans Wouldn't Do or Would Stop Doing" or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. Uh, and Doug, Doug, I think what went along on a little tour. A friend showed you their chicken coop situation in their house or something, right? Yep, yep. Well, I mean, but it was kind of. Uh, I I asked to see it, and okay, like so, so that was the more right, the controversial right, part. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, anyway, today uh, we are doing what we plan to do when we when we put that one out. You know, not not even really expecting backlash, but just thinking it'd be a nice way to balance out that one. Um, that one, I guess, you know, sort of calling out some things that we that we wished we saw differently from the vegan community. This episode is, I guess, what we're calling it is something like things we wish vegans did even more of or did more of. Um, where we, you know, are, I guess at the same time, hoping to make some change, get some people to listen and do this, but, but at the same time, uh, recognizing some, some people or organizations that we think are doing a really good job and, uh, encouraging other people to do, to do things like that. And I guess when we talk about do a good job, what we mean is for this movement, for, uh, the image of vegans and, and what it, what it means to be vegan and what people think of that. Because I think it's a, it's a definitely a changing thing what people think it means to be vegan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're not just outsiders eating granola and running around in our fields barefoot. Some of us are, of course, but <laughs> we're not just that. I mean, there's right. a lot more to the movement than just that. Yes. All right, so let's jump in. Um, I guess I'll start with with the one that I think fits this show, No Meat Athlete, the best, um, which is. Fitness. I think I think it's wonderful that vegans do fitness, are recognized as being fit, being at the top of certain sports, or even not at the top, but just, I mean, it, certainly there are some who are at the very top. Uh, example, Nate Diaz, who just won the, the UFC championship against Conor McGregor, that big, you know, who I don't I don't follow that stuff at all, but somehow uh, I got wind of that fight happening before it happened, and, and see, that it's a pretty big mainstream thing now. Um, he, of course, is vegan, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, I think in particular sports besides running, like the UFC, MMA stuff, where it's I think people think of those guys as as and women 
as tough, um, quick, strong, you know, a little bit different image, I think, than, than running because it's, you can, and there's nothing against runners. I mean, if running is your sport and that's what you do, uh, like it has been for me and like it is for you, I think that's wonderful too, to, to excel at running and do it on a plant-based diet is great. But I think even more valuable nowadays is this, this other thing. Cause it's easy to say, yeah, well, runners are, are skinny and, you know, maybe they're weak and sure they can run a long ways at a slow pace, but who really cares? Um, but you know, this other stuff where we're talking about NFL players or UFC fighters, I think that's yeah. really cool when, when people see that happening and, and they're doing it with a vegan diet. The image of someone who is, is big and strong and powerful. I think, uh, yeah, you're right. If more of that was happening and people were seeing more vegans that in this, in this kind of different way, I think that would be, uh, that's great. Yeah. Crossfitters, there's all kinds of vegan crossfitters too, I think. Yes, there are. I just uh, actually got the chance to hang out with Garth Davis, who we had on the podcast a few months ago now. Mm-hmm. And I think he mentioned this in the podcast, but he reminded me of it, that he's he's gotten really into the CrossFit now. And he's, oh, yeah. and he's the vegan guy there, and they know that about him, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool. He, he really likes it, and he does well at it. So I think that's cool. Um, the I thought there's a Men's Journal article that came out since the, the Nate Diaz-Conor McGregor fight uh, called Why Are UFC's... Tough, why, toughest, why UFC's toughest fighters are, are vegan or something like that. Hmm. So if you're, if you're interested, just Google Nate Diaz vegan men's journal and you will find it um, or we'll link to it in the show notes. Just list a bunch of the different fighters there who, who are vegan and kind of the debate about it. So that's uh, that's my first one. And I think, the as I said, sort of the one that to lead off, best fit for this particular podcast. But what else do you have there, Doug? Yeah, um, I've got... I've got one it's on a similar vein, um, and that is to showcase other awesome talents other than just uh, fitness. And, of course, we here at No Meat Athlete talk a lot about fitness because that's what this site is all about. But, um, you know, one thing last last week or the last episode, we had uh, Leanne come on. She was talking about uh, her clothing design. Um, and, and there are just so many vegans out there who are doing really cool things, completely unfitness related, and that that don't really have anything to do with the diet. Maybe you're a musician or an artist or, or whatever it is. Um, and you know, I would love to see ways that we can incorporate the movement into, into that, those different outlets, those different creative outlets and just, I don't know, showcase what you, what you're capable of and showcase how diverse and, and creative this community is. You know, I like that a lot. Um, a personal anecdote for me is that when I was vegetarian, but not yet vegan, um, I found a lot of people, this is when I had started No Meat Athlete, so I had kind of started to become introduced to a lot of people online who were doing cool things online, totally unrelated to veganism. Seth Godin being one, who we mentioned recently a lot of times, mm-hmm. um, he, I had heard from someone at that point that he was vegan. I didn't know if it was true or not. Um, and my friend Carl Guider, who actually was on our podcast a long time ago, he was he had a cool blog that was about his travel and different stuff. And it was kind of a, he happened to be vegan as well. And I remember when I was wanting to be vegan i had this thought in my head this issue of like it'd be wonderful but i just can't make that happen like i just can't imagine doing that with with you know in my life i just can't imagine doing that and i would look at these people who i really admired with the work they were doing and the books they were writing and the stuff and then the fact that they were also vegan even though it was unrelated completely to the to what they were doing right uh that made me want to do it you know it was like i just wanted to be more like them and i admired the fact that they were able to make veganism work with you know, they're certainly busy schedules and and it just made me want to do it. So I think you're right. Like if you, if someone admires a songwriter and finds out that they're vegan, I think it, I think it raises the curiosity and the, the desire to, 
see if you could make something like that work in your own life. So I think it's a that's a interesting point. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, I think that when someone hears that I'm vegan or that you're vegan and and they also know that I'm a big runner or an ultra runner, they can kind of lump those two together and say, well, he's just kind of a health nut. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, me who, who doesn't run that much and who eats a standard American diet, you know, that's, that's for him, that's not for me. Um, but, you know, when you see more and more people who are just like you and who maybe aren't super health nuts or aren't super activists, you know, but, but just happen to also be vegan, I think that that kind of is a, is a cool way to connect with people on a different level. Yeah. I like that a whole lot. All right. Um, my next one is, I think, and I wish there would be even more really good gourmet vegan restaurants mm. where they're at the point where they, they make a splash on their local scene or even a regional or national scene um, because of the quality of the food, not because they're vegan. And the the inspiration for this one for me was that the other day I was looking on Yelp trying to find a restaurant to go to just with my family. And we just haven't been out that much in the past six months in Asheville. We haven't really, I feel like we've missed the town kind of growing the way it has in the past <laughs> six months. So I was just kind of trying to find new restaurants. So I went on Yelp and noticed that Plant, which we've referred to here several times, which is kind of the, the best vegan restaurant in Asheville, the only fully vegan restaurant. Not, I don't know if that's, that's true. Not true. There now is a raw one that is also fully vegan. Um, are there more than that? Uh, well, maybe not. They're fully vegetarian, but I guess yeah, not. There are several fully vegetarian that, that have plenty of vegan options. But anyway, um, Plant is the is the best, and it's just a great restaurant. Uh, that was the number three restaurant on Yelp. So, so many people, you know, coming, viewing on Yelp, and I don't know how clearly it makes it that it's vegan. I don't know how obvious it would be to someone uh, if it's called Plant. Like, I don't know how obvious that is right. to someone who's not, you know, in, in this sort of space thinking about this thing, that that's clearly then a vegan restaurant. Um, but, but, you know, that one of the major objections about, about veganism for people who, who aren't yet vegan or, you know, maybe never vegan, um, is that the food's no good. They think the food is terrible and you can't make good vegan food. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, I think when a restaurant just is one of the best restaurants in the city, whatever the city, I think that's a really good thing. I think it goes a long way to to because for many people they might go to Plant because it's maybe they've been to the other top ten restaurants but they haven't been to that one so they go to it and that's the first time they've ever considered eating a vegan meal. So I think to you know I think for many people that a, a gourmet vegan restaurant is their introduction to vegan cuisine. Um, so I think it's a really good thing when when restaurants can do that. I, as I was writing this, I kind of wondered should there be more like junk food vegan things like i like i've been to yeah. a, i went to a food truck in austin when I, I think it was when i was on the boat yes it was yeah I, was, I went with you you were there yeah i received no we get those cheeseburgers yeah okay remember I, we I went out I, had some beers and had some really delicious that's right and i think you left from austin right yeah okay because i think i went back there the second night with oh, really? yeah, it was <laughs> so, so there were these you know kind of disgustingly greasy cheeseburgers mm-hmm. that were a lot like any other disgusting greasy cheeseburger except they were vegan um I, I I don't know if that's good for the movement or not. I you know like I think it's I don't know. Like like is is an omnivore going to go to that junk food truck and order a vegan cheeseburger? Maybe or, or are they just going to choose any any other option because well, there's so I don't know the name of it and I've never been there, but there is a fast food chain out in California that's vegan. Mm-hmm. Does that ring a bell? Veggie Grill. Veggie Grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has a bunch of junk food. It's kind of similar styles, yeah, like a regular yeah. fast food chain, right? But I mean, I wouldn't say that's total junk. It's like okay. it's like 
Applebee's quality food. You know, we're like, oh. yeah, that's junk, but that's not junk like a greasy, terrible cheeseburger. Okay, I was <laughs> picturing like just like a McDonald's. No, um, no, no, no. It's it's like a fast casual type sit down. Oh, I see. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that more of that. There's a space for more of that, of course. <laughs> there's more to be successful. I, I'm wondering that. Like, does that help the movement when when people say, "Hey, vegan food can be just as as good and greasy and." <laughs> and disgustingly delicious as other fast food like i don't know or do we want this this to be like about something different than that we have we have a place here in nashville called rosetta's kitchen Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a fast casual place and it it, i'm sure it has healthy salads and soups and stuff like that but there's a lot of you know like vegan mac and cheese and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that is not healthy at all um and i like that place you know for that reason i think because i can kind of have this hearty um not pretending to be healthy or not trying to be healthy right right meal yeah and i th- and i guess i i would imagine now that you mentioned that example that there are plenty of non-vegetarians who go to rosetta's now and then because they just are in the mood for their food which is you know a, yeah. a certain unique type of food um and maybe they wouldn't go there if it were really healthy vegan food and didn't didn't satisfy those you know right junk food craving i don't think rosetta's is that is that junky though I mean, they have no, a lot of good I mean, tofu and tempeh and rice and yeah. potatoes dishes. No, you're right. You're anyway, right. it good place to go if you ever visit Asheville, Rosetta's Kitchen. Uh, mm-hmm. And they now have a kombucha bar downstairs. Yes, they do. I, I also been, saw but... that they were getting sold, so I hope they oh, really? didn't really change. The whole, the whole Rosetta's wow. Kitchen franchise. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, so on that note, um, and I have a feeling we're going to kind of be doing this where I'm going to piggyback on a lot of your ideas because they're similar. And that, that's that I wish uh, more... More people would showcase delicious and wonderful meals uh, at potlucks and at Thanksgiving dinners and things like that, and not not have the big caveat that that they're that they're vegan, you know. But you just bring this dish, and it happens to be vegan, and people love it, and it's you know wonderful. And then then they might realize that it's vegan, or they might not, and they might you know who knows. But um, I think that there are so many ways for us to cook delicious meals and delicious side dishes and delicious things that we can share with people uh and and so to do more of that and 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 showcase that that type of food to our friends and our family members and at parties uh and not not try to not try to hide it behind this kind of vegan yeah i i definitely agree with you and i think i think uh that's one of those times when you should really put the effort in and make something really good like just don't if you eat lazily at home which sometimes i do for sure uh, and lots of the stuff that I eat at home, I'm I'm somewhat ashamed to serve guests because I'm like this person's <laughs> gonna think this is and and I'm fine with that. Like I like eating that way and just being really simple and fast. Um, in fact, that that's kind of been the inspiration for this this new meal planning project that Sid Garza Hillman and I and I am are doing, and that's coming really soon. And we're gonna do a podcast again with him um, to kind of to kind of get that launched. But anyway, I eat that way at home. But if you're going to a, a big thanks i mean thanksgiving is a holiday anyway you can that's a time to make fancy food but i feel like if you're going to be sharing your food with non-vegans uh it's it's just like put the extra effort in you know make, <laughs> make something really good it, it, keep it healthy yeah. for sure but but i i don't know it's just such an opportunity to introduce people to to your food and and not have it like you said be like well this is the vegan dish that someone brought but like this is just another dish that happens to be one of the best ones here yeah so definitely um Okay, I've got another one, and this one is, I'll say what it is first, and then I will i will explain how it fits my theme. Uh, have a sense of humor about the way you do this. And I think one of the best examples, the first one that came to mind for me 
was Thug Kitchen, of course, which has had tons of mainstream success with their with their cookbook. Do they have two cookbooks now? They do, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't own either one, but I've just seen their stuff online, and it always you know makes me actually laugh when I read the way they present the stuff. <laughs> and uh, I just think it's so good that 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 uh, people think vegans are are stuck up or you know super serious about this. Um, you can't relax, can't can't make fun of anything that they do. And I think I think when they approach it this way, in this way that makes people laugh, and and then the food is just sort of an afterthought that it happens to be vegan, or they they you know put all the curse words and whatever around the vegan food references that they're making. Um, I just think it just does such a good thing, and, and that you know for me kind of fits with the other two things I've mentioned: the the fitness besides running and the gourmet restaurants. In that these are kind of the the major objections to veganism, right? That you can't be healthy on a vegan diet, or can't be strong, can't be quick, can't be fast. Uh, the vegan food can't be good, and that that vegans are don't have a sense of humor, can't and, and just are take food so seriously that that it's just can't be any any bright spot in their life. It has to be a, a just a militant kind of thing. So I feel like all these things that I would like that I think people are doing a wonderful job of, and I'd like to see people even do more of, uh, are are things that overcome those some of those big primary objections to eating this way. Yeah. The other day, somebody sent me a video of someone's YouTube channel, and I'm not gonna. I don't remember remember the name, but we'll I'll post it in the show notes. So these two guys that are vegans. Is it Vegan Bros? Vegan Bros, maybe. Because I was going to mention them as like another example of people who just and, do a good job of being funny about this. And they like don't know what they're doing really. They're cooking. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen them cook. I've okay. seen them just say curse words and you know kind of be funny. These these two guys like someone gave them a bunch of vegan recipes. They are vegan, but they were trying to cook like follow these recipes and stuff and, and you know they have no idea what they're doing no no idea how to cook and it was just so funny um, yeah i think that's so good because like i think people think that you can't be vegan if you don't know how to cook and right. or, or uh, i don't know it just uh, when when someone can admit that that they don't know how to cook or or they don't know everything about nutrition or they're not that good at eating a certain way i, I don't know i just think it's it's great that people can can Admit that, kind of poke fun of themselves, which ended up being one of my things, is sort of make fun of yourself. Um, I think it's just such such a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, I think that that's a good way to break the ice with people. I think it's I think it's a good way to I mean, just with anything, not just being vegan, but with anything that you're passionate about, if you can make fun of yourself, because it is all those things, you know, whether you're a serious runner or a vegan or whatever. I mean, it can be it can get a little extreme and a little serious and. Uh, the more you can joke about that stuff, the more approachable it is to everyone else. Yeah, I think I think the light, and I was you know just expanding on it now because that was one of the other ones I was going to mention. The lightening up thing, it it just catches people off guard again for these same sort of reasons that they expect vegans to be militant and just so serious about it that and we've even talked about this recently with you and that camping trip where you where someone was kind of attacking the diet and you just sort of you know laughed it off, made some jokes, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps at your own expense, and by the end of the weekend he was he was interested in this thing right so some people might say that's being that's being cowardly to not stand up for the diet and then to instead sort of make fun of your own choices but you see the result that happened is someone who was who was clearly against this got turned around to be interested in it which you know is not like he's going to go vegan when he gets home but it's it's better than nothing and he he has now been introduced to it and you've probably changed his perception of vegan so um i think that is is a really good thing one that I have, my next one is, well, I guess on the things we we said we wish vegans didn't do, one of the things we said was um, kind of give each other a hard time if you're 
if you were a vegan and then you went vegetarian or, or if you aren't fully vegan, um, you know, vegans will give pescatarians a hard time. Yeah, know, that we wish like... that we wish they would not be so divided, right? Or divisive, right? right? Just understand that everyone's kind of got the same, that, that it's better than the alternative, that they're, that they're making an effort. Sure. They're getting where they can. Yes. Um, and well, what on the, on the flip side of that, I think that we do have this really strong and supportive community uh, that, of course, can't, there are those people who, who aren't like that. But for the most part, I think we're just a really welcoming and supportive community. And I wish we would do more of that. And, you know, an example, of course, is the Novate Athlete Running Groups, um, are, you know, meet together and support each other and, and are spreading the message that way. Uh, you know, there's there's different forums, there's different websites where you know where people get to know each other or in common with each other. There's, um, the uh, Rock Creek Runner has a Strava uh, Strava group where people can join and upload their runs and everything. And, and I, I noticed that people just encourage each other all the time. And, and they, a lot of them mark themselves as vegan with a little V at the end of their Strava names. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just love seeing all these people who I don't think know each other in real life, you know, but just kind of are encouraging each other, uh, with their runs. So at what point, uh, do you think that becomes like clickish like that the mm-hmm. vegans are now the ones who have the v after the name or like there's the vegan facebook group that that you shouldn't be in if you're not vegan like because then then it kind of turns into what we said vegan shouldn't do which is the like being exclusive right because we're vegan like mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're vegetarian you don't belong or if you're if, you, if you're meatless monday only right now you don't belong um i don't know i i totally agree i mean the support is wonderful and i think that's that's a huge part of it because so many people can't make it work until they find people in their area who who do make it work and and who can help them and can show them how they order how they eat and you know and that and like you mentioned the running groups that's that's where i've seen that very thing happen yeah um but but i i do wonder like at, at what point and how do we how does it how do you prevent it from becoming this this click thing that that no one else is welcoming yeah you know i don't know that's a that's a great question and um and Part of the reason why I don't have a B at the at the end of my Strava name, you know, yeah, um, right. Not that I think there's anything wrong with that. I think that that's that's great if that's what you want to do. But um, well, I mean, that kind of leads into to another one I have, which is is to I wish more people would share their stories and uh, share the, their accomplishments, but in the without directly tying everything back to to being vegan. So obviously, what we're doing here with No Meat Athlete radio and with the with the site is connecting the two being very upfront about yeah the no meat right um you know but one thing that if you're if you are a reader of, of rock Creek runner you you rarely notice or you rarely see me mention uh being vegan because i want it to be a, a running site an ultra running site um and then and then people just to see oh and he's also vegan and that's cool. I would like to know more about that, you know, but I don't want it to be this, this vegan running site. Um, and I think that the people can, can share their stories and be more effective in a lot of ways by not being upfront about the whole vegan thing or, or in your face about the whole vegan thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally right. And I think, uh, for a while with no meat athlete, I was, I was struggling with how to handle that because my, the attitude of the site was so much, uh, that attitude where like, you know, I would talk about running and wouldn't try to exclude anybody, wouldn't maybe even mention the diet in a running blog post. But but of course, the title of the site, as soon as someone lands on it, they know immediately what it's about. 
So I think I mean I kind of got to the point where I I realized that that's that's how it is. Like I can I can be laid back about this. I can have a different attitude than people expect. But the fact of the matter is, if they get to the site, it's called No Meat Athlete. They know that's what that's what we're here for, and that's kind of you know we're eventually I'm going to be talking about that because that's a really important thing to the site and to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think what you're talking about is is a, a more um, I don't know. A, a, a trickier approach, right? Like, I mean, not not in a bad way at all. That that you get someone interested, sort of like what we mentioned earlier, where where you know a songwriter or someone who happens to be vegan, right? You, you get someone interested in your thing, and then they they love it for its own reasons, completely aside from the vegan thing, and then they come to find out that that it's also vegan. In the songwriter example, that was totally unrelated. In your example, that that would would have have someone make the connection. They would say, "Hey, that's a big part of his." His, he's accomplished a lot as an ultra runner. So if I look at what he's eating or if I'm trying to learn about nutrition from him and I see he's choosing a vegan diet, then clearly that might be a good choice. Yeah. So, and I think that, I think that there is room and there should be both of both approaches there. Mm-hmm, there should sure. be the, the in your face um, sites like Nomad Athlete and the, the V's at the end of your name that just put it out there and say, you know, look at what I can do on this diet. And then there should also be the, the, Oh, by the way, approach. Um, yes. Which, which you know, is another good example. Uh, speaking of Seth Godin again, <laughs> his wife. You were you were saying this earlier when we were talking about this. Your his wife uh, has a bakery that is gluten free. It's a gluten free bakery, mm-hmm. um, and it's called By the Way because it's not it's not the gluten free bakery. It's it's here are some delicious baked treats, and by the way, they're they're gluten free. Yeah. And anybody who's gluten free knows right they find because the word spreads as we as we mm-hmm. mentioned before the word spreads about this to people who who know about it and, and that's why if you have if you make a restaurant or create a restaurant you don't need to put a vegan reference in the name because the vegan community will will quickly find out that it's vegan they will right. know that um so so like that gluten the gluten-free community who likes baked goods is going to know that the by the way bakery is gluten-free but the fact that you didn't put it in the name i think helps to introduce people who who aren't used to it right i mean who, who aren't who might not come to the gluten-free bakery or the vegan restaurant if they knew it was the vegan restaurant but you get them in the door and then then they find out that it's really good i don't know is that tricky i don't know i mean <laughs> like maybe we should start a barbecue joint and then have it all be <laughs> yeah vegan barbecue. Just get thought... people in the door and they feel guilty that they uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's that vegan butcher i don't are they do they call themselves the vegan butcher i don't know they make a bunch of seitan meats and they wrap them up like like you know, like paper, like the, like you would get uh-huh. out of butcher. Um, I don't know if they call themselves the vegan butcher or not, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know. If, I guess it's, I guess the by the way is a little bit tricky. I, you know, I don't I, think no, that, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I, I don't think that what I'm doing is is deceptive. tricky, <laughs> deceptive. No, I mean, it's a it's a running no, blog. Of it's course a, not, right? Trail running blog. Um, I just think that that's kind of this this part of it that. Um, that if you want to explore that more, then, then you can do that. And I think, that, I mean, there are so many people who are doing similar things to me, and this is not something unique to me. Um. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a very good thing. Um, speaking of very good things, sponsoring this podcast is a very good thing. So should we, should it we is, thank I think, our yeah. sponsor? Let's do it. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Nuts.com. Nuts.com is the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and other tasty treats delivered straight to your door. They have everything from your traditional nuts and nut mixes to chia seeds, sprouted almonds, dried goji berries, which I've got in my cupboard, even protein powders and other seeds for your smoothies. 
Matt, I placed an order with Nuts.com yesterday, and I thought it'd be kind of fun here in this little ad spot for me to share what I picked up. It would. It'd be very fun. I ordered a bunch of Jumbo Medjool dates, which are perfect for a pre-run snack or a mid-run snack for Nature's some people. Energy gel. Yeah, that's right. Um, a big a pound of raw cashews, which Katie and I use all the time for things like cashew cream sauce and different uh, vegan ranches and vegan cheese type stuff. Spirulina powder? I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> I think it's spirulina. I spirulina don't powder, which is, is a protein powder that I have never used before, but it's made, or it, it is, blue-green algae from fresh water, um, and, and it's a complete protein that I'm going to start putting in my smoothies. Give that a try. And then these organic chia energy squares, these kind of... Uh Uh-huh, I've seen those. Which look delicious. Chunks of energy, I think, is the the brand name, if you get them from the brand. All right, and right now, new customers get four free samples of $15 value when you go to nuts.com, click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner, and enter our code NOMEAT when you get any of those good staples that Doug just got, or anything else. That's nuts.com, enter our code NOMEAT for four free samples with your order. Okay, so uh, you just mentioned kind of something and then and then the flip side of something, and I'm going to do the same thing. We talked about lightening up a few minutes ago uh, that, that if vegans would, you know, could kind of approach this with a sense of humor and be willing to make fun of the choices, that that's probably a good thing. Uh, I've got a flip side to that. There are people who do a really nice job, I think, of being really super serious about it. And when And when the conversation does turn to veganism, they are not afraid to talk about ethics or the wrongs that that happen to, to particularly to animals um and i think gene bauer is is my kind of shining example of this he does such a good job he got himself on the daily show to talk about uh mm. his book and just the things that they are doing uh of course he's the founder of farm sanctuary he's been on our podcast a few times and you know he's he's one of these people who's really very serious about this and and i guess in his in, when he started farm sanctuary he did much more of the He's, he's, I mean, he's an activist, of course. I think he was, he was a more active activist in the 80s and 90s. I don't know if that's fair to say, but <laughs> it seemed like he was you know, the one in the trenches doing stuff. Now he's, now he's in charge of this organization that does great things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, to me, he, to me he's, he's a great activist, but I don't think of him as, as militant or like a total turnoff of this whole diet, which, which unfortunately a lot of activists, to me, were for a long time. I just thought I don't want to be like that. So I don't really want to be associated with that diet. So I'm not going to eat that way. Um, Gene is someone I think who who just you know he's really serious about it. He knows his stuff and totally ethically motivated. Uh, but he does it in a way that that doesn't come off as as turning you off. It, it makes you think he's a likable guy. And, and I think when you when you associate or talk to someone like that, it it makes you want to, it makes you curious. It, want, it makes you want to know more, hear more about what they're saying, and uh, and consider more a diet like what they're eating. Yeah, I think that's great. That was actually going to be my last one, and, and Gene was an example for me as well, that we could stand up for more causes uh, without having to throw pain on people and you know that, that kind of thing. Right. Gene, also a good example of someone who uh, has done the fitness thing. He's an Ironman triathlete, so things besides running, like I had said. Um, and I guess my, my very last one is one that does tie in here. So it ties into really a lot of the ones we've mentioned, but that is to go out and accomplish something that is special that is remarkable that people will talk about notice and say that's really cool that that person did that thing and if you can if if that happens shortly after you've gone vegan or even even long after i think people 
make the connection in their heads. So for me, the example was was qualifying for Boston. Once I did that, I felt like I had done something that was that you know people were interested in, in that I took so much time off the marathon, and that at the end of it, not even vegan yet, but vegetarian, that that was a part of the story. That that was a part of the reason it happened. Um, I like to think that once I started eating this way, I became much more energetic, uh, became more productive, just got got more stuff done, accomplished bigger and better things. And I think I think when people can do that sort of thing, you know, it, it just it makes them into one of these people that we've mentioned. Where where if you can be someone who does some pretty cool things, and then they say, "Hey, that person happens to be vegan. I wonder if there's a connection between what they're doing and and what they're eating." Uh, I just think it does it does really great things for for this movement. Yeah. I mean, and that doesn't have to be fitness-related stuff, too. It could be no, starting a business. Not. It could be writing a book. It could be totally. all kinds uh, of But if your family sees that you have changed your diet, and then now you actually have written the book that you said you were going to write for all these years, right. or now, you, now you've started a business that might have nothing to do with plant-based diet, but you know maybe they make the connection that you had more energy or that you felt that maybe you're, maybe you're just more motivated. Because, because clearly, I mean, I don't think there's much argument, even though I don't know if a lot of people acknowledge this. I mean, the food you're eating can certainly change your your mental state. And I'm not going to make the argument that a vegan diet is the best one for your mental state. I have no idea. Well, of but, course it is. <laughs> of course. Yes, we don't need science for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I think for me it it I feel like I've gotten more energetic and more motivated since I've since I've been vegan, but who knows if they're connected. Um, but I just think I think if you can if you can do something really special that people will view rightly or not as the consequence of your of your diet, then I think they're going to be more interested in this diet. Fair to say? Fair to say. Okay. I like good. it. All right. Well, then that is a wrap, I believe. That are the things that we wish vegans would do even more of. So as to say, not, we're not trying to complain here and say that we, we think vegans <laughs> need to do more. It's not just another complaining episode. We are, we are, I think, pointing out people who are doing really good things, uh, organizations who are doing really good things, and encouraging people to do more things like that. I didn't, I didn't come across as saying that I don't like people with V's at the end of their names, did I? <laughs> I don't know if you did or not. Because that's not what I was going no, for. You didn't. No, you didn't. I think maybe I did. Because I said, how do we prevent it from becoming cliquish like that? No, um, I mean, I think that's cool. Yeah, I do too. I, I wonder what it looks like to people who aren't. Do, do they roll their eyes and say, yeah, the vegans, you know? Like, I don't know. That maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, it's like wearing a no mean athlete shirt or... Totally. Yeah, right. You, you, were, you were saying showing, you're in this group. group. Yep. The rules, by the way, of the no meat athlete groups in the bylaws, it says that you have to let anyone be in who who is at all interested in this thing, who's who does meatless Monday, who who doesn't eat meat till ten a.m. Maybe that's their only their only amount that they're vegan or vegetarian. Um, you know, they 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 are not about fighting over that sort of stuff. That that was written in the laws. So I do they even have to do that, or can they just be veg curious? Yeah, they could just be curious. Yeah, they don't they don't have to do anything if they want to come hang out. They are welcome. Just don't bring the jerky, right? No, don't bring. I wouldn't bring meat and and non-vegan foods to the to the events. Not advised. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, this was this was fun. This was fun. This was a good one. We got some ideas for a few more episodes that we'll be doing pretty soon. Like I said, we're going to be doing them with Sid, um, which will be which will be kind of launching our our meal planning product, which I'm really really excited about. So listen for that. It's going to be a long episode and should come in several parts. I believe it will be so long. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, it should be good. He, he's he's always fun to talk to, energetic and funny. So I'm looking forward to that one. Great. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>